There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the Lori and Julia show on this Wednesday here at My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment and, of course, keeping you up to date on uh, COVID 19. The, uh, <laughs> the theme of today's show is follow the yellow brick road. Yes, and, it is. <laughs> and I, I can't look at this for the oh, no. next three hours. Are you like my oh, hair, Jenny? I've got it styled like one of the little uh, lollipop okay. guilds. Has this video been posted yet, Julia? Yes, it has. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, on the Instagram, you know, the Lori Julia Instagram. The, oh, the, I don't know if it must be Twitter. Oh, man. Yeah, listen, Johnny, it gets me out of bed in the morning. What props do, do I need hair? to pack? Yeah. Well... You know, the one boy has his hair back and those two little things. So I just did it with uh-huh. two ponytails okay. on the top of my head. So the theme of the video is you doing your impression of... Uh, we represent the lollipop, lollipop guild, guild, the dance yes, okay. and everything. Yeah, it, yes. it was. Uh, I was it's, real nervous about it because we were yeah. doing it in a public area here in the building. <laughs> I didn't want anyone to see me in my Argyle socks and Casey's yeah. high-waisted jorts. And me badly singing once once again, looking like an old man yeah. or a young man. Well, there's a theme. Do you, th- oh you posted I, the National I Gallery did. portrait of a old man in a turban, and you did the I side my, by side of Lori yesterday. Your look, and you. My sister said you look just like Dad. That that oh, painting ouch. looks like my dad. I I know I've done it. People, Charlie Brown said you're scaring me on so many levels right now. No, anyway. well, you're oh, doing your job. Oh, you're making them laugh, well, honey. You're showing up. I did something last night I've never done before in years. Played tennis without a tennis net with my neighbor, just yeah. to do something. You know, yeah. to get out. It was the most beautiful night in yeah, the world. It was beautiful. And I've already called the Parks and Recs, and they don't want to hear from me. You know, yeah. about putting up a net, but yeah. just play without a net. It was hysterical. That one hit the line, yeah. you know, oh, just in. So it, that was kind of a fun, a fun thing because you've seen people just go outside and try to do anything. Well, I mean, it was like uh, bumper cars, though. Casey and I walked after work and he, I finally was like, let's just stick with the alleys. That's the road less traveled at oh. six o'clock at night. Oh, just everybody was out. Because we all know it's going to get kind of cold. And Casey was like, I don't want to breathe breathe anybody's air. So we had to hit the alleys. and But people cross the street when they see someone coming. It's just amazing the zigzagging going on in mm-hmm. the extra miles. Did you guys get a good walk in? 
Julia, my shins hurt. Casey is walking me like an old dog. I am <laughs> exhausted from these long, long hour and a half walks. Really? Why do you have to go so long? Because Casey, Casey is uh, uh, exercise. His body is a finely a calibrated half. machine, and he's trying yeah, to calibrate okay. me right along with him. Yeah, that's a long walk. Julia, At a clipping pace, I'm sure. Tell me about it. My <laughs> shins ache. Oh, I know. Oh. You know, from all the walking. But you know what's getting me through this? What? The one thing I am eating so much of. Casey got a three-pound bag of it. Hot tamales. That is correct. Do you suck them or do you eat them right away? Do you suck off the hard stuff or uh, do you just chew it and eat it right away? That's a very personal question. I know, but lady. there's a way to eat <laughs> hot tamales because uh, they have the candy coated. Yeah, no, I usually like to just go in for the bite. Go for the bite? Mm-hmm. Get a bunch of them stuck in my teeth. Yeah, that's that's unusual for you I know. To, to like sugar. It, I mean, like that. We've always liked dots. And yeah, but the tamales licorice. are really helping my nervous uh, sugar fix that I'm having at night or just kind of a an urge to munch on something. Something. And oh my gosh, I only have, Casey and I only have three episodes left of the of Kingdom, the Korean zombie. So You should watch The Heist. Have you heard of that show? No. On Netflix, have either of you, Donnie? Nope. It's a good show. Is I started it, it last night. My sister, little Kath. Yeah. In Montana, told us about it. It's good. All right. It's putting. It's a guy who puts together a team of super, you know, thieves, and yeah. they try to pull off this big heist. It's kind of sexy. We're going to go it's back good. to this sexy Japanese detective procedural uh, that we found, and just what? watch one. Gara Hauji or Gara Haiji. Uh, you say so. Right. Yeah. It's um, anyway, but I'm so sad that Kingdom is coming to right? an end. It has been. So- this is a good one, though. So good, this zombie flick. I, you know, I'm just real sad about it, you know. But it's only like 12 episodes in two seasons, so it's not... It's not a lot. It's not a lot, because we've been yeah. watching it since Saturday. And Damn. I, I know it. You gotta just think of think of what the networks are thinking of, because they don't have a lot of programming and how they're having to figure out different programming because people can't work and stuff. Putting together the shows. I'm looking forward to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Are you? Yeah, really? something. Mm. I don't know. You know, yeah. we could do a Zoom game. Look at you with the yes. fear in your eyes. Some of us are going through uh, this alone. I know. I'll Lorraine, tell you what. I'll that was it, yeah. just a look of joy. The only person who hasn't responded to the family Easter Sunday Zoom, you guys. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is a this is for my mom. She <laughs> wants, you know, us to do it. And I'm like, it just... Send your email, nothing, crickets from yeah. your household. Yeah. You givers you. Yeah, I know. It. <laughs> uh, you know what, Casey and I, I are doing that is kind of fun, even though I've realized there's two places where I flourish in my cursing. Bowling. Oh. And when I play cards. And Casey and I have had a gin game going on since mm-hmm. last week. Does he kick your butt because he's a card shark? Is seven hundred and fifty to two sixty <laughs> kicking your butt? I, I think it is. Yeah. It's we're just yeah. keeping a continuous yeah. continuing thing. game. He counts. He remembers. I know he does. Oh, geez. And he then, can play cards. He looked at me last night. He said, "I've never heard so many curse words strung together with adjectives and and uh, <laughs> not at you're not a big swearer, no, but no. at bowling and in cards, yeah. I really like to excel. I really like to let the curse mm-hmm. words fly." And um, so anyway, 
But yeah, the uh, long running gin game. It is cases like seven hundred fifty or sixty. Wow, I believe it. I'm not even at three hundred. <laughs> I go okay, out with fifteen so points. Good. He goes out with hundred and fifty no, points. So good. He's a good player. Yeah, he always can play cards. cards. By myself, yeah, I'm solitaire. really solitary. Solitary. No, I win all the time. You know, no, I'm no. not. Donnie, I do can't you play cards. I. No, no, but uh, but Deb played uh, Yahtzee over Zoom with her sister. Yeah, See, I think something like that could yeah. happen. Okay. And, and by the, your reaction, I can tell that I'm going to call someone else. Well, <laughs> it depends on the game. It depends you on guys the game. can't even do it for Easter. I know it. I mean, I, honestly. Can I just tell you about the Wendy Williams? Apparently, this is her signature thing. Wendy from home, she's going to eat and sip and everything. Today, she had black licorice on a plate. Oh. And at one point, I thought she was lighting the incense. She took out a lighter, started burning something that looked like an incense. She was heating up the licorice. I don't like to watch people eat on these things. Because Leslie Jordan, you know, who we're just falling in love with on Instagram and who we love anyway, Mm -hmm. he was eating on his video. Mm -mm. And I didn't want to watch it. Because I don't want to watch people eat. Agreed. And it's not good. Not well. I think Wendy's show is going to be canceled when all this is over with. And I swear I was sitting up close to the TV because I swear I spy I spied like a like what like a mustache situation. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking a lot of situations are happening. Whoa. I'm glad that I I'm not putting it in context right now. So I really when I look in a mirror, I can't see really close or what's yeah. happening to my root situation. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. It's really kind of it's it's kind of good to sit back and know that. It could be blonde and it could be gray. That's who knows? Who knows? Who can say? Who can say? Who can say? All right, listen, when we come back, it's uh, the story you need to know right now. Hey, my talkers, thanks for listening. For those finding new ways to tune into My Talk at home, you could find us live or on demand on your smart speakers, the My Talk app, or by clicking Listen Now at MyTalk1071.com. Thanks, Donna. It's a great gift. You're wonderful, Donna. Donna. Hey, everybody. Thanks uh, for hanging out for us. You're hanging welcome. Out with us. So anyway, there's a couple of uh, stories that uh, we need to talk about that are musical related. And um, the first one is that we got the sad news last night that John Prine lost his life the battle to COVID-19. Yes. We knew last weekend his wife, Fiona, had uh, let us know that he was in the hospital and very sick and he had compromised health. He was like had part of a lung removed. He had two bouts of cancer parts of his neck. Yes. A lot lot of stuff. But uh, CBS this morning uh, put together just remembering uh, John Prine. And then of course, you know, anyone who's on Twitter or Instagram, a lot of, lot of people remembering him and a lot of musicians. Yes. Here we go. John Prine was a gifted storyteller whose songs were hailed by peers like Bob Dylan as Midwestern mind trips to the nth degree. I get my mail in Tennessee, my wife, my dog, and my kids and me. Prine's tunes have been sung by Bette Midler. Hey, hello in there. Johnny Cash, Soundstones, Welcome Home, and Bonnie Raitt. Last year, Rates sang that country classic with him 
at the Americana Annual Honors. To believe in this living is just a Oh, I just paused it right there. Okay, and of course, that is probably his most well-known song, um, the cover that, that Bonnie Raitt did yeah. of Angel from Montgomery, but he wrote that song way back. It was on early his 70s. Early 70s, mm-hmm. his, first, yeah. his first album, and I, I think we talked about this last week when we found out a week and a half ago when he was hospitalized that... Roger Ebert is the reason that John from Siskel and Ebert, if that name, yes. if you don't know what that name, yeah, they do mention that in the story. They do. Okay, yes. okay. go ahead. Alrighty. Brian grew up outside of Chicago. After a stint in the army, he became a mailman, writing songs as he delivered letters. He was just 23 when a glowing review from film critic Roger Ebert launched his career in 1970. From that day on, I didn't have an empty seat. Prime survived cancer twice, and when I interviewed the singer-songwriter in 2018 for CBS Sunday Morning, he just released his first album of new songs in 13 years. Are you enjoying this resurgence? It took some of them 45 years to get the joke. <laughs> Some people are getting it now, and I'm still around to reap the benefits. Sometimes my old heart is like a washing machine. He celebrated the release with a sold-out show at Radio City Music Hall. Then as God is my witness, I'm getting back into show business. We may have lost John Prine to coronavirus. But this is the way I prefer to remember him leaving us, dancing a jig to one of his own songs, Lake Marie, in 2018. Aww. And CBS This Morning did a big story on, what, about six months ago or something, I think? Something like that, because yeah. he was going to go out on tour in May, yeah. and uh, I think he might have been here in the Twin Cities last May, and I, Casey and I were trying to remember if we saw... Uh, John Prine and John Hyatt at the zoo, maybe. Sure. I'd have to look at my box of ticket stops. Uh-huh. I just can't remember. But, um, uh, you know, John Prine said after that, Roger Ebert, and he left a really bad movie. And it was on Armitage Street, and he went into the bar next door, the fifth peg. And he said, I can't write about this crappy piece of crap movie, but I'll tell you <laughs> I about wish this. I knew what great... it was. <laughs> I know. You can find out who is a singer. Yeah. And then it all just went. He had this career, and then Chris Christopherson discovered him and signed him to his record label, and he released an album in 1971. I called... didn't even know who he was till a couple of years ago, to be honest. Yeah, but I, you might I know, know his some music, of the songs. songs, but I did not know who he was. And I think in that CBS Sunday morning one, he said, if I'd known, you know, I might have stayed to being a mailman longer because he wrote so many songs in the two years that he was a mailman. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And he could compose ditties. Yes. And uh, so a lot of people, of course, uh, Bonnie Rayet, you know, she's crushed and Bruce Springsteen. He said, John and I were new Dylans together in the early 70s, and he was never anything but the loveliest guy in the world. 
a true national treasure and a songwriter for the ages. So mm-hmm. that was from from the Bruce boss. yes. And uh, just a lot, you know, really any band or, you know, people that are really big songwriters. Even uh, the young, you know, young. the you, new generation of yes. songwriters really dug him and everything. So, yeah. So, yeah, his last album, um, Tree Forgiveness, that was number five on the Billboard 200, a career high for him. And it was first uh, album of new material in 13 years. And he was going to do a North American and European uh Tour and then he got a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award this year. And Bonnie Ray came out and she sang "Angel" from Montgomery. He was there, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I guess he was sitting in the audience. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to perform. And uh, so anyway, yeah, that's that's really really uh, sad uh, because he beat all this other stuff. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right. You know, he was seventy three. So. Anyway, this is kind of a this is a clip Donnie has it of his song Heaven. Mm-hmm. And so here he is okay. singing that. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. I'm going to thank him for more blessings than one man can stand. Then I'm going to get a guitar and start a rock and roll band. Check into a swell hotel. Ain't the afterlife grand? Then I'm gonna get a cocktail, vodka and gingerbread. Then I'm gonna smoke a cigarette that's nine miles long. <laughs> I'm gonna kiss that pretty girl on the tilt the world. Cause this old man is going to town. I love that. That's, that's cute. Yeah, that's that's really cute. And he, he, uh, would say in interviews that he likened the mail route to a library with no books. You have to pass the time in your own mind. Right. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. back then, you know, we didn't have the Walkman no. or anything. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could have really... a transistor radio, sure. I guess you could have had on. Yeah. Carry. But yeah, anyway. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that was sad. Yes, people were kind of hoping he was going to come I out I think of so, it. too, because he seemed to stabilize, we thought, or something. There was... but. Yeah, he That's got on the ventilator, bad. and then he was yeah. missing part of his lung. And yeah, he was just too compromised a yeah. situation yep, to, yep. to fight. All right, it. Yeah. so rest in peace, John Bryan. Yeah. Uh, Bryan, thank you for all the great music. When we come back, Paul Folger from KSP Channel Five Eyewitness News, going to give us an update on uh, what the governor said about an hour and a half ago. We'll be right back. There is nothing happening on the roads. We're uh, looking at a very clear map, so that is good news. The uh, forecast, maybe uh, some isolated showers and breezy tonight, and we could even see a little bit of, I hate to use the word snow, it could be a little bit of a rain-snow mix, and uh, it is cooling off. 32 for the low tonight. Tomorrow, breezy again. More of that isolated, uh, scattered snow and rain mix. Tomorrow's high only about... 41 right now it is not too bad it is partly cloudy it is 55 at my time i gotta help hey everybody it's Lori and julie back we've got paul folger with us from kstp channel 5 we're gonna get the update on what the governor said today hi paul maybe he's he's running gosh this building gets bigger and bigger so he's running through the building to try to figure out What's shaking, Bacon? Yeah, well, I, I do know that uh, he's got uh, the governor announced. Oh, we have him here. Hello. Hello, Hi, Paul. Uh, 
Hi, guys. The building does get bigger and bigger. You're racing up here from the newsroom. Well, the governor just wrapped up a news conference, and we had one technical thing here on the. You know, I'm I'm new on the soundboard. Yes. So I feel like a DJ in here trying nice. to figure this out. Even we don't know how to do that. So congrats to you. Thank you. Thank you. I got it. Thanks to Donnie. To, as well, because I wouldn't be able to hear you guys if that's the deal, but we got it. <laughs> right, so got listen, it. we've got some changes going on um, here in listening to the governor. Um, let's go ahead and give you the, the, the quick update on the COVID cases. We now have more than 1,100 cases. We had five deaths. We had 85 new cases today. Um, we had 600 patients, though, that have recovered after being sick. So there, awesome. there's some good news on, on that. So the governor, his big uh, news today was he is extending our stay-at-home order. It's not something we necessarily want to hear, but we need to have in place. It's, it was supposed to expire this Friday. It will now go all the way to May 4th. Oh, I bet. Yeah. People are just going, oh, everywhere. It's I mean, it's not, the right thing to do, but... I don't know if it's, I assume, I, I trust that he is yes. doing, that it is the right thing to do. But I think that people are, um, you know, we're hoping, I don't know, maybe there's going to be a lifting for some people and what they do. So here's here's kind of what, what we're learning about this and, and what the governor talked about. The good news is that Minnesotans have participated and they've cooperated. And he says that we have flattened the curve more than any other state. Wow. That's great news, right? Um, I'm not surprised though. We are not out of we are not out of the woods, mm-hmm. he said and he he had lots of graphs and he said this can change, you know, just virtually overnight and we could spike. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. But in in this executive order and that's what that's what this is when he mm-hmm. extends this stay-at-home order, it's it's an executive order by the governor and I've got in my hands uh, some of the things that can be done and it's it's a little bit um the governor was uh, uh, just a little bit uh, broad stroking in in this um, and not extremely specific because some of these things are, are very case by case um, things. But I, I'll read you this part. Um, it just says uh, workers supporting minimum basic operations in businesses and other organizations. Okay, so we've talked about some of the a couple of things that he talked about specifically were like. Um, there, there's some things about landscapers, and there's some things about uh, people that do maintenance on golf courses. Um, and a lot of this, when you look at this, it seems to be things that people that are doing a one kind of a one man job. Those okay. kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very difficult uh, because n- none of us have ever been in this situation before. It's very difficult, I think, for the governor to say, draw the hard line and say, these people can work, these people can't work. Um, and that's that's where they're kind of going with this. Um, we're going to have more on the order uh, and, and some of the specifics and things like that. But it does, you know, your people that are working on your cars, they can do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um it, Things that, things that you, again, it's sort of the the one man kind of right. thing where they're not with other people. If you work in an office, you're still going to have to work remotely, you know, and that's going to be the deal there. So it's hard. It's it's a hard thing to I think grasp right now, but we do know that it's in place until May fourth. So just because we're flattening the curve doesn't mean we can give up yet on that. Okay. Right. So that's and, and didn't did he say that like that this is like helping us to not 
to help our hospitals right. front lines that by doing this it's like a data driven sort of a situation so what this is doing is this is making sure that the hospitals are not overrun that this is giving us so they're talking about the peak of the, when they're talking about the peak of this if we were to have the peak in may so mm-hmm. i think we're probably from the sound of it the peak in and this is movable is going to be anywhere from sometime in may to sometime uh, could even be pushed out to July, and that's the difficult part uh, oh. of this when you look at when you look at it. Um, but the interesting thing about it is, the governor said, it, the farther you push out the peak, the the more um, our hospitals can ha- uh, have the ability to handle the crowd okay. of people. So it's it's a little complex to kind of put your to wrap your head around, but. We know we got to go to May 4th, and then so much of it is we'll see from there. But he is indeed trying to get some people back to work. But I don't think that uh, – I don't see anything in here about uh, hair salons and things no, like that. No, no. Julie and I have already moved our hair appointments to May 5th. Yeah. Monday, yeah. May 5th. Yeah. So it's Tuesday. It's, or Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a Tuesday. I think you're it's right. It's a Tuesday. I think it's you're Cinco right. It's Cinco de Mayo. It's a Tuesday. <laughs> Monday is the 4th. That's the day this is. Oh, that's, that's right. Yes. It goes all the way. Oh, you have an appointment on Monday. Monday's Tuesday at 9 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> all the way. Everybody's got their appointments. They're ready to go on their yes. haircuts. Yeah, I know. Let me give you a couple of good uh, good things that have sure. happened. Um, Alina Health, they were asking for some donations across the state of Minnesota back in March. They've had over 200,000 face masks donated which is amazing they do need some more things though so if you if you if you can put your hands on some of this personal protective equipment we're talking the ear loop masks that we're all kind of wearing right now the surgical mask strap extenders gowns gloves safety goggles those kinds of things so uh, you can just drop them off at any alina health hospital so they're looking for those things can be helpful to people yes for sure um also, uh, today, the Minnesota Wild, they donated medical supplies to health partners. The hospital is going to get 8,000 gloves, 1,600 alcohol prep pads, and 1,000 ounces of hand sanitizer. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just all of these folks are stepping up and helping out. And then you've got folks like Caribou Coffee giving uh, free coffee to child care providers and uh, their, their coffee tr- truck actually stopped by the YMCA today and uh, handed out coffee to folks. So lots of great things that are still happening and, and things like, uh, for for people that are still in the trenches because mm-hmm. really they are yes. and still trying to get all of this stuff done. Um, Commissioner Grove uh, with Deed, he talked a little bit today. Just last night they processed 200,000 applications for this extra $600 that, that's out there that we're going to get. Um, so he processed, he said they processed 200,000 of those. So that's wow. going to help people uh, just a little bit more financially. So that's some good news as well. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Okay. So we have lots of lots of good things going on. I know the stay-at-home order, that's really the big news in all of this. And I know it's difficult, and it's very difficult to to read through this order and say, well, these are the people that can go back to work, um, and these are the people that can't. I would say, for the most part, most people can't go back to work. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they're going to have to continue to work from home and those sorts of things. But... It does look like that he's trying in some things, you know, these people, you know, can get back. These people can get back. It's it's just um, and he was very uh, he wasn't 
saying yes or no, and that's the difficult part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, lots of things going on today with that, though, and uh, and and it certainly. Uh, we'll continue to see some of these things. And he hasn't signed it yet, so he signs it tonight, and that's one of the things he said. He said, well, let's just see, because apparently somebody has to work on this, uh, and they they have to uh, lay out the guidelines that are still working on those. And Mm -hmm. so he said, I'll have to sign it. And when that gets signed, we we may know some things more clearly even then. All right. Thank you, Paul. You guys are welcome. I'll see you at 530. I've got more things for you. All right. Sounds great. That's Paul Folger from um, Channel 5 Eyewitness News. Keeping us updated and in the know. Okay. Keeping you updated in the know. Uh, This was kind of a curse. You know, we've got our military bases that, you know, are all across, uh, you know, the country and overseas. And this kind of... uh, the whatever naval base might be, maybe it's in Naples. That's what I'm thinking. The Naples Air U.S. Navy base. Uh, so the band uh, that's stationed at that uh, Navy base, they did a tribute to their Italian house. Why are you looking at oh, me? Oh, because so I'm like Naples, Florida. I'm like there isn't one there. Naples, okay, Italy. I just was like I've Naples, never Italy. Seen one there across okay. the country. The Navy across. is in. Japan, yes. Okinawa. I was Guam. thinking Naples, Florida, and so I'm looking at no. you like I don't Naples, think so. Italy. So they <laughs> uh, paid tribute to their Italian host with, of oh. course, one of the most well-known Italian songs out there. This was a little morning boost on the Today Show today. Oh, I've lost my. <laughs> Come on, Danny. No, it's not me. I got the engineer in here working, and I think I've lost my audio. Oh, for crying out! No, it's oh, solo mio. Solo <laughs> mio. The engineer is cursing himself. Yeah, so I really am cursing you too, Ellie. Because it was really, they did it by Zoom and they were all in their thing and it's so coordinated. And my always one of my favorite things about the song, Oh Solo Mio, is um, Elvis Presley loved, <laughs> I know I can bring everything there back to Elvis. Everything, it's like six degrees of Elvis. He loved, who sang Oh Solo Mio? Originally? Yeah. We'll Enrico Caruso, uh, Caruso, I think. Caruso? could have been. He covered yeah. it. Anyway, Elvis was such a fan of that song, Oh, solo mio, that he told somebody in his group, I want a song that's like that, and we have the song, It's Now or Never. Oh, it's yes. now or never. Yes, that comes up right away, because I, exactly, yeah. I yes. can barely spell Oh, solo mio. And so what comes up, it's now or never. Because it's in the same cadence, and he loved that song. uh, Mr. Engineer has fixed it. Okay, let's hear it. The U.S. Navy has a band in Europe that's stationed in Naples, Italy. So, Savannah, they paid tribute to their Italian hosts as they fight the coronavirus with a song, one that's known all over the world. Okay, maybe you didn't know this, but that song is about how the sun shines after a storm and the light that always shines from the face of someone you love. Aww. Who knew that? I know who knew that. And then it's now or never. I give you Elvis. Very fantastical. Now, you asked about Seth the Weatherman from Como, who was on the (laughs) Zondam, the Holland America ship that was stranded. Lori comes in today. Julia, Seth is home. Seth is home. And I'm like, who's Seth? 
Seth, the Como News guy who was from so, Seattle. Yes, so popular, resigned his job and went to be a brand ambassador for Holland America. His very first cruise. Is it really? It was his very first that he That's right. was on the horrible ship? On the Zondam for nearly a month. Oh. He said when we land, of course, he gave the interview to Como. The exclusive of his old station. So when we landed at SeaTac, everybody was crying. And it set sail from Argentina at the beginning of March for a two-week cruise around wow. South America. Yes. Just before COVID-19 became this, yes. you know, that we knew. And he said the beginning of it was fantastic. It was the trip of a lifetime. And they were seven days in. And then ports started shutting down. That they were going yes. to, and then the next stop wouldn't take us, and then the next I can't imagine next one, oh. and we then we knew something was going on, and then people started to get sick on the ship, and then the captain said everyone had to be in quarantine. He said you're basically a small city at sea, and he said we all helped. We you have a melting pot of countries and blah blah blah. But anyway, uh, they just it was really something. But he said this. This isn't stopping me from cruising. That's good for him. And he's going to be yep. a brand ambassador when mm-hmm. this is all done. It's but not anyway. going to stop me either, so there. Yeah, and he said it was the ugliest cry you could imagine oh. uh, when we got when we I, finally got home. So relieved. I, yep, I believe it. Okay, listen, when we come back, uh, we are going to talk with an author, uh, Mindy Meha. Is that how I say her last name? I'll double check. Okay, double check it. And we've had her on before. We love her books, but her latest... Strike me down. Fantastic. We'll be right back. Listen wherever you are, whenever you want, with the My Talk app. Live streaming and on demand podcasts right there in your pocket. Download today at MyTalk1071.com, keyword app. She's all I talk to me before I have to leave in one day. We could be maybe more than two lost souls just passing. Back. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. This book was great. Oh, my God. I mean, gosh. we're, thank you. We you need, are. We needed to escape, and I, it, suspenseful and sexy is how we describe Strike Me Down. Excellent. That is that's perfect. You are really such a great storyteller, uh, Mindy. Give people the setup of Strike Me Down. Yes. So this book follows Nora Trier. Nora is a forensic accountant, so she investigates and prosecutes financial criminals. And she's hired by Strike, which is a feminist, anti-corporate athletic empire. They're putting on this huge kickboxing tournament in Minneapolis. But the $20 million prize has gone missing. So Nora is hired to find this money in less than a week. And as she gets drawn deeper and deeper into this company, uh, she it, the consequences can become deadly. It's, it's, I mean, uh, first of all, we, Julie and I were saying, I, we had no idea what a sexy job kind of a forensic accountant is because <laughs> I really love Nora. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think she could be a series or something, but I guess I never thought about um, that that would be an actual job that people are investigators and, you know, that whole figuring out what's going on with fraud or company, you know, that it was really intriguing the whole way that you spelled out the story of Nora, the forensic accountant. Well, thank you. It it is kind of an exciting job. I mean, it's a detective. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's it's a numbers detective. You know, Nora has to find evidence and interview witnesses and fi- narrow down her list of suspects to try to figure out 
what happened to this prize money? And forensic accountants, that's exactly what they do. You know, they're going in, they're chasing money launderers across the globe. So it is kind of an exciting job. You're, you have just, you know, it was such a good book because a lot of our thrillers don't have any sexy angle in them. Mm-hmm. And if we were just joining us, we we're talking with Minnie Mia, and she is a Mahia. Mahia. Mm-hmm. Minnie, we go through this every time you're on, and she's Minnesota's own. Yeah. And are you, you're, you live in the Twin Cities, right? I do. Yes. yes. Born and raised. Yes. So um, all the connections to Minneapolis and St. Paul, Minnesota, and U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah, it's, it's always fun to kind of, when you're reading, a yes. book to just well, that's have what all we those... loved about like John Sanford yeah. novels all or the Brian connections. Freeman. I mean, it is fun to read books that are set here. Exactly. Yeah, because you know the place, you know these worlds, you know, and you can, when you go to that place the next time, like when you're on the Stone Earth Bridge, I want you to think about Nora and Greg walking across it and what you know what they're finding out. It's uh, it's it's really great to be able to put yourself there and kind of live those characters' lives and, and be in those scenes. Um, Mindy, did any kind of a, like, did you come across, like, were you reading Forbes magazine or how did you get the idea to for come kickboxing. for the kickboxing, the yes. missing money, the friends? And was there any, uh, you know, what was the inspiration for it? If there was one. There was actually, this is the first book that I've drawn really any experience from my own life. I don't have a lot of murder in my mm-hmm. life, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I am an accountant. I worked in corporate accounting for 16 years. I'm a CPA. And so I was kind of able to use a little bit of my own background for the first time. And I thought, what is a better marriage than accounting and kickboxing? Oh, it... it, Because it's so twisty. It kept me guessing all all the way way to the end. It did. I did. I just never saw any of it coming. And it was... I also liked uh, Nora because... uh, She was flawed. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like that she knew the places where she was flawed. And I, I guess would could you envision having Nora Trier be a, a a reoccurring character? Do you have any interest in doing that? You know, I think she could. I think I, I could definitely go back to Nora someday and uh, and and send her on a new case and, and a new investigation. I, I could really go back to this world. It would be fun. I, I am in something different right now, but uh-huh. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind revisiting Nora someday. No, I know. Now, do you, because you've written so many great books and, and we've, I think we've read your last three, two of them. Mm-hmm. I think that you've written, is this your fourth book or just? This is my fourth. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you guys, do you see, you know, do you get any interest from TV or people wanting to do a movie or a TV show about your books? I do have a film agent, and we've we've sold some rights uh-huh. to the books, uh-huh. um, but nothing has moved into development yet. Right. So, you know, that, fingers yeah. crossed someday that'll happen, but I, I know it's a long and kind of complicated process in Hollywood. So have you, I have you cast Nora? I mean, is there a celebrity or a film star that you can see Nora who would be Nora? Oh, yes. Okay, so my dream cast okay. for this book, would I would cast Sandra Bullock, as Nora Trier. Oh, yes. perfect. She would, be, she would be the investigating accountant um, who's trying to figure out what's happening in Ed Strike. And then the, the married couple that owns Strike, Logan Rousseau, this legendary kickboxer, and her husband, Greg Abbott, who's a marketing genius. I would have Tom Hiddleston 
play Greg Abbott. And I would do Kate Blanchett. I think she could do a great job as Logan. Way to go. Because they're 50 years old. Oh, Mindy, I like how you think. That's really good. Are you on board? Do I have your endorsement? How are we going to get Strike Me Down to Sandra Bullock? (laughs) She has time to read it in quarantine. I mean, has that been... I mean, you luckily, this is your fourth book right. and you are a successful, you know, best-selling author. But I got to imagine that, you know, having a book that just came out, you know, yesterday, yesterday. or whatever day the your and book that, came out, that it's how disappointing because like the book tour and everything, what are you doing? Oh, completely canceled. Yeah, yeah. all our multi-state book tour, you know, all of the events are canceled, of course. We're not doing anything in person. I did a virtual launch party last night on Crowdcast, which was really fun. I was in my pajamas drinking. That was great. Okay. Okay. I think once I'm going to launch Once Upon a Crime? Day. It was with Once Upon a Crime in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. yes. All right. And we are just encouraging people to, you know, order their books, um, you know, from local independent bookstores because they can mail the book. And they're open. Just like Amazon. And they're open for curbside. And we just really want to because, you know, they're not having their book signings and stuff. So that's a lot of revenue that they are losing just by not having the authors come in. Exactly. So if you can support independent bookstores right now, if you're financially in a position to do that, that would be so great. Uh, One resource that I will recommend, it's a Zoom site called Mm bookshop.org. And they, it's it's kind of a convenient Amazon-like shopping experience, but they support all independent bookstores that sign up as partners. That's right. Every time you buy a book from them, they will send a check to an independent bookstore. And then you don't have to choose, you know, who am I supporting, you know, with my money. I I can shop there and know that I am supporting all independent bookstores that That, are partners. That's great. Mindy, we got to ask you, we're running out of time. What was the last great book you read? I am using kind of this time to catch up on classics. And so I just read Wide Sargasso's Sea by Jean Rise, oh. the story of Bertha Mason. Um, so I'm a big Jane Eyre fan, and I'm ashamed that I haven't read that one yet, but it was, it was wonderful. Wonderful. It's so great to talk to you. Mindy, thank keep you. Keep writing. Yeah, keep writing. Stay in touch with us on Twitter. Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Julia. I really appreciate it. You're right. so welcome. The book is Strike Me Down, Mindy. Mahia, it's uh, absolutely fantastic. Suspense. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Bakers, fresh for everyone. At the Home Depot, we have the tools for you to give the gift of a smarter home with savings on top brands like the Google Hub, a command center for your smart devices that raises the IQ of your entire home, or the Nest Learning Thermostat that helps you conserve energy and save on your bill. And if you don't know what to get, gift cards are a smart gift no matter what they get. So this year, gift smarter with savings on tools to make your holiday magic. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.